What's up, guys? John Stacy here, uh, your host of Thick, Strong, and Awkward, the podcast. Uh, today, I caught up with Tyler Pruitt, or Justin Pruitt, depending on how you know him. Uh, he competed at the Clash Super Series Qualifier this weekend. Um, we actually caught up right beforehand, but I'm posting it today. Uh, just wanted to let you know, we recorded in the hotel lobby. There's some background music, um, a little bit more noise in the background. Uh, please forgive me. I'm sorry if the audio sounds kind of bad because of that. Um, anyway, I introduce them a little bit more in once we get into talking. So I will let you listen. Thanks. What's up, guys? John Stacy here, your host of Thick, Strong, and Awkward, here at Clash in the Rockies in Denver, Colorado, with Tyler Pruitt. Uh, he's an amateur strongman competitor that narrowly missed earning an invite at, to the Clash Finals last month in Waco, Texas, at Clash of the Corral, where he showed his strongman spirit grinding through tough reps and, uh, I believe, setting a couple of personal bests. Uh, with a fast turnaround, he's here to redeem himself on Saturday. How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling all right. Thanks yep. for having me. Um, yeah, dude. So after Waco, uh, I surprised the hell out of myself. I, um, I came into it kind of just expecting to maybe kind of get through and just not zero the events. Um, this is definitely the highest level I've ever competed at thus far, only being a year and a half in this sport. So I was pretty pleased. And then afterwards, you know, talking to Anthony and all you guys, you guys easily talked me into coming down here to the Clash of Rockies. Um, Clash on the Rockies. So, yeah, I went back to the drawing board. Uh, I knew I couldn't really get much stronger in these five weeks, but I knew I could kind of dial in some techniques that would make me faster in areas uh, like moving events, because I think seconds there are going to be very pivotal uh, on the placings in the podium. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you said a uh, year and a half in, you're 24? Yeah, 24. Okay. Be, uh, 25 in two weeks. Yeah, I started... Uh, so I PCS from Fort Campbell to Fort Benning, Georgia, in um, summertime in 19, and that's where I kind of picked up strongman. Um, I had gotten into it before I PCS to Fort Benning, but just watching, uh, never really lifting. Uh, wasn't really into the strength scene at that point. So moved down to Fort Benning, Georgia, and down there I met a group of strongmen and fell in love with it immediately. How old were you when you joined the Army? I was 18, turned 19 in basic training. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah, right out of the gate. Right on. Graduate high school, I had to get the hell out of Indiana. So, Do you feel like uh, being in the Army has helped you or hurt you a little bit as far as pursuing strongman? Pursuing strongman, um, I would say hurt me if okay. I was anywhere else besides where I am at Fort Benning. Uh, as right now, I am at the Tactical Athlete Performance Center on Fort Benning. It is a, an H2F, which stands for Holistic Health and Fitness um, Center. The Army is trying to go Army-wide with these uh, centers and they're nice, big, you know, multi-million dollar facilities. And our main goal is to teach the uh, fundamental movement patterns, you know, a simple squat, hinge, how to carry stuff. Okay. And so you're, you're basically a personal trainer for the Army. Exactly, yeah. Okay, it's, that's it's right. Cool. It's, it's really good 
tool to have in my belt, I guess, mm-hmm. especially being the age I am and, and the sport I'm in, I kind of apply to. Now, are you, are you able to take clients outside that are like your army brothers, or do you? I could take clients. Okay. Uh, I, I would at least think I could, um, but I prefer not to at this point just because I'm still trying to learn as much as I can. Gotcha. And I just wouldn't feel comfortable giving someone advice being this new to it. Yeah, that's fair. I think... I think a lot of coaches, especially starting out that like, there's a lot of coaches out there that have done one comp or whatever. And they feel like that gives them the right to like teach people and to be a coach. And realistically, like a lot of them don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And they are probably hindering a lot of their, their people. So it's good that you have the like wherewithal to know that, you know, you still got some things to learn before you're ready to take that approach. Right. For sure. You know, that's awesome. Um, you're married, right? Yeah. Uh, married, been married since 2018, March 2018. Um, my wife and I, Emma, we've been together since February of 2011. Oh, so wow. high school sweethearts. Uh, 2011. Yeah, wow, ten yeah, years. Ten years. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about. Um, got a, my son. He's two. Uh, he was born as soon as we moved to Georgia as well. Um, yeah, she. Uh, Shout out to my wife, actually. She's competing <laughs> next weekend uh, at Nationals, and I think she's going to get a pro card. Pretty sure she's going to get a savage. Yeah, you were saying that. That's awesome. Yeah, going into a comp like that with that kind of confidence behind somebody is – is there's something to say about that because I've never gone into a competition having that kind of confidence so behind I myself. So I respect what I said a minute ago. I guess I do, I do coach my wife. Okay. Uh, I write her programming, and I give I'm her assuming you don't charge her, though. Sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> as long as she uh, takes care of me, we're good. That's fair. Right on. How, uh, what would be her best event, you think, going into next weekend? Um, she can clean and press the shit out of an axle at that weight she's going to be doing. Um, she was multiple times in training, hit comp weight for six. Okay. Uh, clean and press. And that's day two, right? Yeah, day two, starting day two. Um, her maximal strength isn't quite there yet. She's very new to the strength side of sport, uh, the house. She was a two-sport college athlete, um, so... She's gonna she's gonna crush the moving events. She was a track sprinter, so she can just move her feet. She's real fast. Okay. Uh, you say your kid is what two? Yeah, can my I? son's two. Um, yeah, he comes to the gym, hangs out with us. We got him in gymnastics. Um, he's been deadlifting a little bit on T bar row. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, he just he loves being around uh, the weights and kind of learning. And just he just observes, man. Cool. How long, you said your wife's getting ready to hopefully earn a pro card. What? How long has she been in it versus you? Uh, she's only been doing Strongman for six months. Holy she shit. Okay. Five months. She did uh, Georgia Strongest Woman and won. And cool. Then, uh, yeah, that's how she got her national bid. Just naturally takes into it, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Was she an athlete in, like, high school and stuff? Yeah, she was, yes, I guess she was two, uh, two-sport college athlete, uh, volleyball and track. Oh, okay. She was yeah. a freak of nature, dude. She had, like, a 26-inch vertical in high school. Like, she was just a freak. Wow. I'm really proud of her. Like, yeah. when she when she earns her pro card, it's not new. It's a win. win. All right. I'm going to cry. So that's, that's awesome. On the, that's on the yeah. Looking forward to that, man. I'll, maybe I'll be there to get some footage. We'll see. What uh, Were you an athlete in high school as well? Yeah, so I, uh, I wrestled since sixth grade. Um, and then I played football uh, as well, kind of as a supplement to wrestling. Wrestling was my pride and joy. I would do wrestling probably nine months out of the year. Okay. Um, and then... Yeah, that's, I think that's what gave me the gives me the edge to battle with myself so much. That's why I like think I take to <clears throat> strength sports and just individual things, individual tests. Yeah, I would say. I mean, there's a little bit of a team aspect in strongman with the community, sure. Um, so that that football camaraderie, I'm sure, plays a part. 
Uh, and as well, like teaching yourself how to be, you know, explosive through certain movements and moving events, stuff like that. But there's something about a wrestling like grit and bear it and deal with the pain and the cuts and everything else that you just don't get from other sports besides strongman and wrestling, basically. So that's I, I'm sure that that has gotten you where you are for sure. And I think a lot of I mean a lot of strongman in the community. You talk to a lot of them. They're a lot of them are wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I mean, can be yeah. the best one there is. Oh yeah, you wrestling. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, there's very few other sports that translate as well as wrestling right. does into it too. It's just something, some, it, some it teaches you deep down, makes you grab something out of your out of your soul and keep pushing. You know, because yeah. you don't want to be the only reason you lost. You can't blame ten other guys on the field or five other guys on the court. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Are you planning? I know you said you paid your way to nationals already, but uh, you're unsure if you're going to compete, so, right? Yeah, uh, when I signed up for Waco. I signed up for nationals as well because I knew they were about six weeks apart, and I was really looking forward to going and attempting to get my pro card. I thought I should have a pretty good chance this year because um, with the events, I'm a pretty good mover as well. Um, so I have pretty good confidence. But then, like I said, I was talking in Waco, and I got talked into coming over here to Denver, and I'm gonna do this. Um, and then I got my wife in my ear also saying, if you're uh, if you're feeling okay and you're close to weight, you should just do nationals as a paperwork. Yeah. So, I mean, if the stars align perfectly, I might. But speaking of weight, what do you walk around at normally? So yeah, um, I walk around normally like 240. I'm a pretty okay. I'm a pretty little guy, you know. Yeah, that's an easy cut yeah, for most people. Very easy. I, yeah. I normally just have to water manipulate. I don't have to ever sweat or cut any carbs or do anything crazy. I just take a diuretic and good to go. Yeah. It out and I'm good. Yeah, you do that overnight almost. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, as far as your Waco performance, what do you feel like you've approved upon already? I definitely think I'm going to shave some seconds off the yoke okay. on the farmer uh, medley, and I, I, as the same thing with the sandbags. Um, I've, re, I've watched my picks and my transitions and stuff, and they were just too slow. And then, as long as I have the sandbag high and don't run into the bar like I did in Waco, I think I stand a pretty good chance with those with moving events. Yeah, and you didn't do poorly on those either, though. That's the thing. Like, if, if you can shave a few things, a few seconds off of the moving events and maybe add a rep to that stone, like you said, um, I know that stone was a bit of a grinder oh, in yeah. Waco, but yeah. uh, it was there all day for sure. Yeah, that first rep was nice and smooth. The second rep, I slipped a little. And then the third rep, yeah, grinder. Yeah. Grinder. Yeah. Um, but that really, that, that was the moment where I was like, okay, I got it. Yeah. It's, some, it's in there. What'd you get on the deadlift again? I two? got two reps. Two? Two reps. Uh Two and a half, really, because that was I pulled uh, it. I, I remember down, pulled it again. The uh, never touched the ground. Was it the <laughs> second one where you, or was it the third one where you failed and you were basically resting there doing a full on hitch? That was you, right? No, I only got two, and then I, then I backed off. Oh, the second was, one. was the second one a really solid hitch? Is that yeah, what it was? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's because yeah. I came to my knee and then I tried hitching too early. Mm. It went down my shin. I pulled it back up. Yeah, yeah. I remember the crowd was going nuts it was over like that. Eight second pull. Yeah. It was a suspended deadlift. I like to call it. I like to work those in the program. <laughs> It's exhausting just to watch. That's fucking brutal, dude. Like, not many people recover from a movement like that either oh, yeah. very well. You know what I mean? And you still had a, uh, events coming up. Right. I just knew. I just knew I had to get that second rep. Yeah. Uh, just one, just in case someone else only singled, and then, of course, six twenty for one on an axle is a PR for me that day. So pulling it for two. It's not a light axle for a two two thirty one guy. Yeah, and then especially that's that's my weakest. Uh, event so far. Okay. That's my, that's my lacking area big time. That's my deadlift. Um, but with everything, time will time will get that where it needs to be. Yeah. For sure. What uh, at nationals? What do you feel your better events are? 
for nationals, uh, I'm, I would be very comfortable with the yoke, very comfortable with the wheelbarrow race, sandbag toss. I'm a really good thrower. Okay. Um, I was going into it, the log max would be anything maximal okay. is where I, I struggle a little static bit. Static strength yeah, kind of stuff. Static okay. strength. It's, it's coming slowly, and, I've, and I constantly improve, but it's just not going to it's not going to ignite overnight. You know? Gotcha. That's kind of that's another thing Strongman has taught me is patience, and that's been such a key to have to learn. Yeah, I just want it now, you know. Yeah, especially with uh, how old you are and how much time you have left to get better in the sport, is it's it's really tough. I mean, if you were to tell me, I mean, at 24 years old, I, I was competing in strongman just barely. Like I think that was my first year, or second year, um, but I never would have had the patience. If I had aspiration to go pro or to compete at this level, which back then I never thought I would in a million years, um, I was, you know, 217 pounds on my first comp, I think, competing as a 231, uh, and did not do well. Yeah, did not do well. And uh, I never once until I was 26, I think, got it in my head that I could potentially go pro. And, you know, it didn't quite work out how I wanted it to, but it took you know, three, four years for me to even think about it. So the fact that you're thinking that far ahead right now, um, at 24 years old, coming up on 25 and still have the ability to recover and to learn from everything. And obviously you're learning well because you've, you've been watching your performance in Waco and you've, you've noted the key things you needed to improve coming into Denver, um, to hopefully earn your spot. Uh, it's, it says a lot about you. It's, it's impressive. Thank you. I appreciate it. I just try to, I try to be a student at all times, man. If uh, you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room, you know? That's that, <laughs> that's that thing. So yeah. that's why I surround myself with all you guys, because I feel like a, a mouse among men. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, if you're the, the smartest, if you're the strongest, if you're the biggest, whatever, you're in the wrong room, depending on what your goals are, right? And, uh, yeah, that, that's very true in strongmen, too. It's strange uh, also looking at, like, the Waco. I'm, I'm curious to see the lineup tomorrow at weigh-ins like when you looked at the lineup in Waco at weigh-ins nobody looks it's the cool thing about strongman nobody looks the same there's so many different body types there and it's wild like you got like you got the guys that are you know five nine and fluffy and don't look like they can move shit that are just savage strengths I mean not necessarily calling saying Congdon looks like he can't move shit but he won Waco and he does not really look like a strength athlete at all right and then I look at you and like you're honestly you're a little bit of the smaller side for you know the 231 guy even a lot of them walk around 255 260 um but you look athletic and I would almost peg you more for a CrossFit guy no no offense I know I know a lot of guys in this sport would take offense to that uh, and then uh, you got people like Justin, who's like six one and yeah. you know two fifty five and pretty large, or Anthony Furman, who's world class and just jacked as fuck, looks like a off season bodybuilder. Right. You know, it's just quite crazy looking at the lineup. Or Tyler Young, who's five one, whatever he is. Yeah, and that's uh, what I think. That's, that's the coolest thing about strongman. Not the coolest, but one of the coolest things is definitely all shapes and sizes can come out and show out. Like you don't have to. There's no set height, weight, length of arm, length of femur yeah. that's going to make you any much have any more of an edge because everything is a advantage or a disadvantage. You know, you got dudes like like you said, Tyler Young, freak static strength. He can throw like a champion too. So it's just like 
little stuff like that. Everyone can steal points everywhere. That's the coolest thing is that all events are different. It's not just the three same things over and over. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's cool. It's well-rounded. And like uh, Anthony always says, it's, it's the application of strength. You can be strong, but how are you going to apply it? How are you going to, how are you going to yeah, impose well your will on the, on the implement? Mm-hmm. Impose your will on the yeah. implement. I like that. That's good. Uh, yeah, no, definitely very true. I mean, strong is strong. That's, that's what it comes down to. And then, like you said, it's not powerlifting. It's not three movements over and over on a two-dimensional plane, and that's all you do. You know, there's moving events. There's sometimes mystery events. You don't even know what you're going to be doing, all kinds of stuff like that. And I think that's what makes Strongman different. Um, obviously, it makes Strongman different. But it's, it's what sets it apart in a strength sport um, in impressiveness to me, anyway. Um, do you have future aspirations besides like nationals or clash? Let's say you don't qualify, you're going to do one of the other qualifiers. Um, I honestly haven't thought that far ahead. Okay, I'm super focused on Saturday, um, and then we'll kind of see where it goes from there. I am mostly on the side of after Saturday, I'm going to take a little hiatus, let the body heal, kind of rebuild, attack some weaknesses, and make those weaknesses my strengths. Okay. Because you know, I have no other option at this point. I have to get better at what I'm not good at. To be good at yeah, that's, that's very, very astute observation there as far as, uh, obviously, the events are all the same for the qualifiers, right? Across the board, they're the exact same thing. So if you're not qualifying and not doing well, unless you're, like, one point away from third place at this one, which is a pretty stacked lineup, then, you know, if you're fifth, sixth, whatever, you probably need to take a little bit of time and actually better yourself at these events rather than just keep going at them and hoping for the best, right. especially with the lineup at Nashville. If you were to take a break and maybe attack Jersey, um, but, you know, that's also getting ahead of ourselves. You very well could qualify on Saturday. Right. You know, given given the improvements you made and how well you did in Waco, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility by any means. Right. So, and knowing the ability to grind out a rep that you have when you need it, I think it'd be fine. But we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's a stacked lineup. There's some savages. Oh, yeah. Is there anybody in particular you're worried about? Um, so the only person on this uh, competitor list that I've gotten the, um, the opportunity to compete with is Anthony San Lorenzo. I uh, competed with him at Nationals, obviously. Of course, when he won, um, him and Justin took first. Um, but I... Just gonna compete, man. Um, I I'm not gonna say I don't watch, you know, IG because I mean it's rarely available. Why wouldn't I see whatever else is doing? Yeah. Um, but I do that more so to see kind of everyone's approach. I get really interested in everyone's approach because everyone's doing different stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, some people use volume. Some people use, you know, strength building stuff. Some people. Just everyone has a different take on things, and it's cool to kind of see the upcome for everybody and like their their peak and their build up for a competition. Um, but yeah, Anthony is going to be legit to watch. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Darren. I've heard a lot of great things about Jordan. It's a shame that he's sick, and I really wanted to see him at 100 because from his yeah from his videos and stuff, he looks legit. And yeah, he's been dumping fast food and shit, just trying to get his weight <laughs> back like up, man. Days out, mm-hmm. was in, uh, Mickey D's. Yeah, he uh, unfortunately got down into the 220s because oh, wow. of COVID. So we'll see. I mean, he could be easily in the 230s, 240s by the time this rolls up with what he's been eating and posting. But we'll see. I'm, uh, nonetheless, I'm definitely excited. Just like I was in Waco, it's it's a pleasure and it's, a, it's an honor to be able to compete with dudes like this and just be able to expose myself to something like this. It's yep. cool. Like when I was in Waco, I went up to Anthony uh, Furman during the setup the day before after weigh-ins. You know, 
they were out there setting stuff up, and I was like, hey, Anthony, what was your fifth show you ever did? He's like, oh, let me think, you know. Uh, North Carolina's Strongest Man back in 2015. It was in a parking lot. And I was like, so this is my fifth show. I was like, think about that. Like, look at this. Look at this production. Look at this setup. Like, this is incredible. And, like, we keep saying, and what was kind of what was pointed out to me by my wife on the uh, the live stream of the Wake Up podcast, Anthony was talking about how young I was all the time. And that's kind of, like, one of the things. It's a perfect time for me right now. Yeah. I'm young. I can ride with this. For it's sure. It's awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, and I mean... If for whatever reason, I mean, you're you're up there with the best of them. Like you're you're putting yourself up there with the best of them to compete. You're you're putting yourself in the position to get better by competing with the best of them, which is the best thing you could possibly do at your age too. Um, but let's say you don't get your pro card this year. Let's say you don't get your pro card next year. Like you still have ten plus years of like solid ability to compete in this and still recover. Or longer. I mean, there are guys, Darren's 43 years old, yeah. and he's getting ready to compete, and he's been in this sport for 13 years. Um, he's he's still doing well. He's competing with the best of them, obviously, like he is this weekend. Um, and that's that's rare, sure. Johnny's fucking in his late 40s, yeah. and he's still competing, and he's a pro. Um, you know, you still have plenty of time to get better and figure out what you need to do to get there, but you're not far off, which is impressive at your age, um, and to have so much potential. It's, there, there aren't many people in your position. Um, you know, look at all these guys competing this weekend. I don't know any of them that aren't 30-plus. I don't know all the lineup personally, so I can't speak for everybody, but at least the four or five favorites to podium, and you're, you're in that class there with the four to five favorites to podium, um, you're the only one sub-31 years old, yeah. I believe. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if that's an advantage disadvantage. I mean, it's I take it as... I am completely off the radar and under the, under the, you know, cover. You know, I think Darren is the only person that ever would have, like, mentioned me or even, like, knew who Tyler Pruitt was, you know. So um, that's on me to kind of get my name out there, which is what I'm trying to do. And then as well, um, you know, just perform. And uh, like I said, it's just it's such a cool opportunity to be able to be with these dudes with all yeah. this experience. Yeah, I didn't know who you were at all, and I, I mean, I'm pretty well versed in the strongman community. I had no idea yeah, who you were up until Waco, but you like very quickly showed your ability and that you you have the, the the strongman drive that you don't see in a lot of other sports to just grind shit out um, to do your best. And you're not only that, but you're you have that camaraderie like spirit with everybody else where like you want everybody else to do well too oh, right yeah. and you don't get that in a lot of other strength sports or other sports in general right everybody's usually against everybody else um their competition specifically they don't want their competition to do well they want to win um at whatever cost it is whereas in strongman it's you know you want everybody to do their best and you want to beat them at their best right and uh you very quickly showed that and that that was your personality and uh, that says a lot about you and then it, it says a lot about like where people think you can go in this sport not to even mention, you know, your obvious ability to compete in this sport. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see where you go with this, man. What uh, you ever thought about competing for OSG or any of that stuff? Yeah, so I really wanted to uh, get a, get a one of the submissions in this year. Um, I just didn't get around to it. I got lazy. Um, yeah, was really focused on Waco and just all that other stuff. But I definitely want to give uh, try my hand at OSG next year for sure. Um, but one of the things I need to kind of sit down and you know reflect on is what path do I want to take because there's so many good paths right now. 
so yeah. many good opportunities. Yeah, you're in a wild time for strongman yeah, to be coming up in the sport. To understand kind of what I should do. Um, do I need my pro card? Yeah, I'm going to need it because I'm I'm going to be America's strongest man someday. Like that's a goal. Okay. So I have to get that pro card so I'm to do that. But I also don't want to not do any of this clash stuff because this is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. You know, this is the coolest thing in the sport right now. Yeah. It's the, you know, and then um, never been a huge fan of USS. Got nothing against it. Uh, I just never competed USS. Never really found a show that I would really aspire to go do. Um, so yeah, Strongman Corps and the Clash, Strengthly Collective stuff's all I'm really focused on. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we have we have two big federations in the U.S. Right, but one definitely overpowers the other, and there's just not a lot of like notoriety or reason to compete in USS as of this time. I mean, that could change. I know that they've implemented uh, a different style of like pro class than Strongman Corp. And maybe in the next couple of years, something will change there and they'll grow and, you know, there'll be a financial incentive. Who knows? I know they're starting to pay their pro athletes. Um, but as of right now, obviously, there's just no reason to. Their, their events seem to be a little bit easier to win. Um, their nats are just held to a different standard. Their weight classes are skewed a little bit too, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, middleweight is two twenty, okay. and then there's a subdivision heavyweight at like two forty two. So you'd have to find your way in there if you wanted to cut to two twenty. It wouldn't be terrible for you with your size. Somebody like me that competes at two thirty one, cutting to two twenty, that extra eleven pounds is not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, trying to compete as a middleweight is just it's it's difficult in the USS division, especially for like your standard strongman corp competitor or even clash competitor. Um, 231 is usually a 20 pound cut for most of us 20 to 30 uh, so yeah that, that changes things a lot uh, but yeah the financial incentive now with Clash and uh, ASM is just it's getting off the charts and it's only going to go up right now like there's no other it's like driving motivating thing out there in Strongman like it's getting these dudes that maybe haven't been utilizing their pro card like hey honey you know talking to their significant other yeah. like, hey I might my mess around getting the strongman again. You know, got 12 grand on the table. Yeah. Two years from now, we might have 25 grand on the table. You know, five years from now, we might have 40 grand on the table. You know, it's just, <laughs> I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, there's people talking about coming out of retirement for this kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, it's it's it. wild that it took we us this long. I don't really know that they're good at it to find out they're fucking good at That's it. That's the other thing, too. Yeah, we start getting some financial incentive, and you know, people coming out of the woodwork via, you know, social media and whatever else. Um, the thing with Strongman that is had such a hard time growing is the fact that there has been, it's the only pro sport where you literally, I mean, it's maybe not the only pro sport, but it's probably the, the pro sport where you lose the most yeah. money competing as a yeah, professional, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, people are out thousands of dollars a year trying to compete in, in Strongman, whereas, I mean, bodybuilding's probably pretty similar, but you win something like the Arnold in bodybuilding, you're, I think Nick Walker won the Arnold last week, and he won $125,000. You know what I mean? And that's one of many competitions that give out over hundred grand. Like, we're not there yet. Um, so, Strongman, it's just got to step it up. And it's, it's on its way. I think he's doing a lot of work towards that. Um, I know Clash uh, 2022 finals are going to step up prize money considerably from this year. Can't, can't sounds, speak onto that too much. Hey, but you don't have to. I like the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be. It's going to change the game quite a bit. This this coming up year is going to be. It's going to make this this last year look like a joke. I like the sounds of that. 
They deserve so, it, man. In terms of production value doing, and everything else. We got people doing some crazy stuff. And like we were just talking about, these pros used to pay to play, mm-hmm. and they were doing incredible things, paying to play. Now we're going to pay them to play? Yeah. It's going to get crazy. Yeah, this is the first year middleweight could somewhat make a living, yeah. <laughs> you know, competing and winning shows. Camby's won $24,000 between setting records and winning two comps this year. You know, that's that's unheard of. Yeah. La- uh, last year, if he had won the same comps or relatively, you know, the same level comps, two of them and set a record, he would have walked away with maybe four grand. So. That's awesome. I'm so proud. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's taking a turn like this. So that was a big roundabout way of just saying, like, you're coming up in a really crazy time Perfect. in Strongman. So where you're at and your age and everything. That's something I was talking to a couple of prominent pros about recently on pods. Um, it, we're, we're in this, like, strange uh, transitional time in the 105 class where you have all these really strong savage 105s that are just a little bit older that maybe missed the gate on the prize money coming up uh, that are getting hurt and transitioning into, you know, they have lives, they have kids, they have family, shit like that. They can't compete at the same level. Uh, Maybe they have too many injuries that they just can't uh, recover the same way, whatever, but they can't compete it and win these shows like they were before. So they're not in it. We have Camby who outlasted them all because he started a while back in 2013, I think. Um, and he's just happened to be lucky to outlast them all and still be on top and being an absolute savage. I mean, nobody can keep up with Camby right now. But beyond Camby, everybody else is hurting just a little bit to try and keep up. So young guys like you that are up and coming or, you know, new guys that might learn of the sport via social media or whatever it is have a real shot at just catapulting past them, right? Um you see it in the heavyweights a little bit with world's strongest man stuff. You got, you know, people like Tom Stoltman just dominating. Um, but the last, what, four years hasn't seen the same winner twice. And they've all been young guys, you know, Novikov, Tom, um, Thor was 29, I think when he won. Right. And, uh, you know, all the older guys, Shaw, Zavikis, all those guys were kind of like weeding themselves out. And I think one Oh fives are kind of in that area right now in that facet. Right. Yeah. I think, I think give it, maybe five years or so and it's going to be totally different yeah I think it's going to start branching off and it's going to be its own thing like it's going to be its own it's going to be strongman but 105 strongman is going to be its own thing yeah in my opinion it's going to be much different than any other like strongman sport like 105 strongman is much different than big man strongman it really is I mean you have different aesthetics to it for one which sells I mean nobody can deny that like 105s typically are much better looking than heavyweights. And, uh, you know, uh, say what you want, whether you're male, female, whatever, um, aesthetic sell. You know what I mean? You want attractive people doing shit. That's why CrossFit does so goddamn well, is these are ripped, like, pretty people that are out there doing this stuff on a field. Um, so, one, that's something 105s have for it. I think it's the marketing, right, and figures all that out, which I think it's well on its way to do. Uh... Then you got the relatability aspect, you know? Yes. Yeah, that was what I was leading yeah. into there was the relatability of it. Um, how many people do you know are six foot seven plus and 400 pounds? Exactly. There's none of them. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I think it was you and I that had the conversation. It's like that teenager at home that's in the strongman was can watch and be like, I can actually be one of these guys. Exactly, yeah. I can actually be, I mean, I can be a six foot tall, 230 pound guy, but I can be strong yeah. as hell. 
I mean, there are people that are delusional, like Tyler Young, who said when he was a kid he watched World's Strongest Man and thought he could be World's Strongest Man, and his grandpa told him he could be too. But you know what? It got him into the sport, so you can't knock him. Yeah, he's but, not doing bad. But, but uh, it'll make a lot more sense to a lot of people watching, you know, 231 is still it's a large human don't get me wrong you know what i mean the guys that walk around at 250 and cut down are still large but they're they're typically six foot ish or shorter and uh just real looking people you know when's the last time you saw a fucking movie with the rock in it and thought that he was a believable human being right (laughs) that's one of those things it's like you see that and you're like man i gotta spend my entire life's work to get to that yeah or you know i didn't win the genetic lottery so i have no shot right and that's the way it is with most like professional sports, though. You know, I mean, it's just wild. Um, you got to build the uh, the athletes up, and it doesn't seem like strongman's ever spent the time trying to build any kind of characters or any kind of personal stories behind anybody. Right, having a personality to it. Yeah, like you're saying. Yeah, having something that people will care about. Right. You know what I mean? I think the 231 class is doing that, and I think it's going to just keep going. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it over the next few years. Um, not only that, I think that we're going to see a whole new lineup in the next, like, five years of who the top guys are. Five years is a good span, but even in the next three years, I think we're going to see a whole new lineup of, like, the top guys. People like yourself are going to be coming out of the woodwork and just fucking dominating. You know, like you said, nobody knew who you were a few months ago, really. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you now made a name for yourself. Um, you talked to... I've had multiple people message me on the podcast Instagram and like say that you were a guy that to watch for the show. You know what I mean? Well, for this one, yeah. Oh, thanks everybody. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's you know you're making a name for yourself and at a much earlier stage than a lot of the guys yeah, have. That's the goal. That's what I was. Um, the friend of mine that came with me down to Waco. That's what I was after the show. Was just I was just in awe, man. I was just like, man, I really just did that. That was actually that actually happened. Like all this happened, you know and. Like I said in the beginning of this whole talk, I kind of went into that show with a little bit of doubt, um, but I don't, it wasn't like a negative amount of doubt. It was just like, hey, it was just letting myself know, like, grab your boys, let's go, you know? So the gut check was for real, and I'm glad it all happened the way it did. I wouldn't change anything about it. It's awesome. Now, outside of Strongman, um, you say you're basically a personal trainer for the Army. Do you have any other hobbies that take up a bunch of your time? Or? So, um, I've been getting really into... So, when I get out of the Army, I have about one year left. Um, around Thanksgiving next year, I'll be signing out. Oh, soon? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I'll be signing out, moving home to Indiana with my wife and son. And uh, kind of want to get into some massage. I'm going to get my LMT, and I want to be a masseur uh like a sports event like a performance masseur okay um with athletes and stuff like hopefully my clients get massaged by me and then i want to build a performance center slash gym around my massage practice oh so that'd be cool i want to like rehabilitate people and get feeling better you know yeah are you are you wanting to focus more on like strength athletes or yes yeah so i plan to get out get my lmt uh finish some college um about halfway done i'm gonna finish my Exercise science or kinesiology degree, which either one. Um, get my CSCS. I assume you're working on that already. Right, yeah, the, I've okay. been working on that for the past year and a half now. How far out are you from being able to? I am 35 percent done with my degree, so not yeah. too bad. I pretty much got the yeah. shit out of the way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, once I get my degree, I plan to get my CSCS or my Certified Strength and Conditioning uh, certificate, and then, you know, go from there. Just keep credentialing myself and. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm I'm full, and all my eggs are in the basket of the fitness and strength world. So that's awesome. See where it takes me. See where it takes yeah. me in life. And, and there's not enough. Um, being somebody that has gone through a ton of like PT people and like massage therapist people and things along those lines, trying to figure out injuries and whatnot, there's not enough of them that have actually like done their time in a strength sport that is this uh brutal on your body to know like the kind of things that you're going to be dealing with right there's a certain level of experience specific in yourself of putting your body through these things to knowing like how they feel how you know how to talk about them and how to fix them right it just it makes it it makes you more relatable um and i may be you know targeting a smaller group Mm -hmm. dealing with powerlifters, strongmen you know crossfit athletes bodybuilders you know um strength leads uh if uh <laughs> nice plug yeah there you go. if uh i'm targeting that group you know i'm i am limiting myself and i'm not saying i would never do a you know an old person's massage sure. or a just a relaxation massage for somebody I, i'm not saying i would never do that but my target would be the strength world yeah. and being relatable to them and being able to speak their language it's it's a totally different ball game because yeah. In Waco, the X365 guy, I can't remember his name, it's escaping me right now. Shout out to him. Oh, he was great. He yeah. was great. And he was yeah. he could speak our language. That was the best part. He knew exactly like exactly how to say it, what to say, like what was going on with this. And it was just awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't one of those guys either. Like you get so many obviously he's not because he volunteered for a show like that. But you get so many uh, massage therapists or personal uh, therapists or whatever it might be. Physical therapists, sorry, that's what I meant. And uh so many of them are like, well, why are you, why would you do this? Why, why would you put yourself through this? Like, why don't you stop? So you stop hurting yourself. It's like, he was very like, oh, you need your rib pop back in so yeah. you can get back out there and pick up that Literally, 320 that sandbag. All right, here you go. Pop, pop. identical to the conversation. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, you're one of your ribs are out right like, Okay, great. Yeah. Pop that back in for me. Yeah. I got to go run a yoke. Yeah, it's just such a different thing to have somebody that relates to what you're you're doing, trying to fix you. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been to a doctor for like knee stuff or shoulder stuff or whatever, and they're like, "Why would you ever want to put 300 pounds over your head? You know how bad that is for you." Why wouldn't no. you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Hundred percent. You know. So no, they I think. Don't understand? I don't understand. I will never understand why some. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like we'll never understand that. Why? They why do you not want to be the strongest person you can be? Exactly. I don't get it. You know. It's just a, it's it's an addiction, and I like. I'm such a, um, what do you call it? I'm so guilty of getting overly obsessed with stuff, and I'm so glad I found this to be obsessed about, yeah. other than something, you know, yeah. harmful. Um, well, this is harmful. It's a slippery it's slope, way. man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a skewed perception, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> harmful in different ways. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it, it's I'm, I'm an obsessive person. When I find something I'm into, I'm, I'm all in. So strongman's been that for me. By like the science behind all this stuff, like all of it, I'm just so interested. It's awesome, and it's just helping me along with the sport. It's helping me understand better and like how to get stronger and how to heal and how to all that stuff. So yeah, and I don't think you'll ever be if if you go and learn this stuff and are open to learning how to be a legit uh, massage therapist for strength athletes. I don't think you're ever going to be hurting for clients. There's anywhere you live, um, there's always people that need that, that are hurting themselves from sports-related injuries or whatever it might be. Um, and they, they are willing to pay to get back to the sport that they play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I, don't think, I don't think you have to worry about too many old people massages. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but, if I got to start there, I'll do it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Supplemental income wherever you can get it, man. Yeah. Starting OnlyFans, whatever you need. The world's strongest masseur. World's strongest masseur. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Someday. 
There you go. Change your Instagram handle. Yeah, yeah might as well book that now. <laughs> um, other than that, lifetime, like, you know, next 10 years or something, anywhere you want to you see yourself back in Indiana with the uh, sports therapist degree. Yeah, ten, 10 years. 10 years I plan to be, be my own boss, part of my own practice, uh, have my own facility. Yeah. Have my own athletes. Yeah, that's the goal. You plan to stay in Indiana? Um, as of now, for the, for the most part, yeah. Um, unless something crazy gets, like an opportunity comes, I don't see us moving away um, okay. from home. The wife's very, very involved with family. You met her in 2011, so you guys were in Indiana when you met? Yes, we okay. were in uh, junior high school, actually. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's a to, long... I a Valentine's Day dance. Have you ever dated anybody else? Uh, yeah, we, we've spent some time apart. Okay. A little bit here yeah. and there and seen other people. That's healthy. Um, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. For the better part of 10 years, her and I have had each other's back. That's awesome. Yeah, you don't hear about stories like that yeah. too often. That's Especially great. this generation. And still working out. That's that's rad. Yeah. Good for you guys. When uh, When's your anniversary? Our, well, we, okay, so. Better get this right. Well, February 19, <laughs> 2011 is the, when we first ever got together. Okay. We got courthouse married on March 8th, 2018. Okay. And then we got, and we had our wedding with our family and everything June 30th, 2019. So we got married in a courthouse without anybody knowing. Oh. So I just took her to a courthouse. Now, did you go and like get a wedding set up and then tell your family that that was when it was legit happening? Or where did you come clean? (laughs) Her and I go to a courthouse. My dad, my grandmother, and my siblings were there to watch to be uh, observers or whatever. Okay. Uh, people have to watch. Witnesses. Witnesses, yes. yeah, yeah. And we leave, you know, we go have breakfast, blah, blah, blah. A couple weeks go by. We're sitting at church, Easter Sunday. So this is like a month later. And um, now you're from, you're from India. I imagine your families are somewhat religious. Uh, hers is. Okay. Yeah, my, my family kind of is not really religious. Yeah, either. okay. Um, so we're sitting at church and an older lady who happened to be our cafeteria lady when we were growing up who knew Emma and I very well leans over to Becky who is Emma's mother and says congratulations on the marriage and Becky says I have no idea what you're talking about she's like Tyler and Emma so oh, she no. leans over to Emma and says we need to talk about this she's like we'll talk when we get home so we get back and I went and I broke the news to her dad I said hey Billy uh, I just want you to know Emma and I got married and he just looked at me he goes I didn't expect anything less. So it <laughs> worked right. out. It That's was all right. right. Um, and they understood why we did it. I just, I needed, I married my, I married her to be able to get out of the barracks in the army and get us a house to where okay. she could come stay with me and like yeah. be with me when she wasn't in school or whatever. So That's fair. it was the main factor of that. And I guess we love each other. You guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she'll love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here talking her up. She's going to have a big head after this. Yeah, I'm sure. i got to let her know. I, I mean, we know I, she probably tuned out after the first 10 minutes of you talking her up anyway. She heard something good. She's like, all right, this is enough. <laughs> right on, buddy. Well, uh, I mean, that's that's all I've got for you. Um, I know we've been a little over an hour here. I appreciate you having um, me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to this weekend. And maybe if, uh, if you're in that spot, we can do another episode or... Um, after nationals, maybe we'll see oh, where you're at. When I podium this weekend? When you podium, podium this, weekend. this weekend. There you go. There you go. When you get that spot. Oh, yeah, and then uh, we can see if you and, and her earn your pro cards hey. next week. That'd be some shit. And a nice little pro household like <laughs> Frankie and no, uh, his girl. Thing, it, I might not even just compete because if I compete and not get my pro card, then my wife does. I will mm. never hear the end of that mm-hmm. from the guys I work with. Yep. So 
might just take the L on this one. <laughs> yeah, just not compete, yeah. <laughs> not take the risk. I was like, ah, I mean, that 231 Nats class is going to be tough. You got oh, yeah. Darren was talking about it. I don't think he's going to go. So but you got I, Dan Hughes. Yeah, I was looking at the list. You got like you got Dan, Tyler Young, Bob. Uh, you got Matthew McQuiston. You got Michael Ruff. You got oh, Rupp's good. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a tank. Um, just there was like 12 or 15. Rupp's one of those weird ones that like fell. sometimes he just doesn't show up. Rupp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ryan Saxton, uh, he's legit. Saxton's good. He's so unassu- dude. Yeah. I competed in my first ever real big competition, Alabama Strongest Man, 2018. Um, no, excuse me. 2019, I mean. Sorry. That's when I started. That's my first big competition. And I show up, and, you know, I was, like, feeling pretty confident uh, just because I did the eyeball test. You know, I looked better. Yeah. Yeah. Not That's a dangerous better. thing to assume he in strongman. He wrecks. I was like, "Who is this yeah. guy?" Like him, Ryan Saxon, Ryan Fell. He's the most legit. unassuming, basic-looking dude. Yeah. And he's yeah. Just strong as an ox. No offense, Ryan, if you listen yeah. to this at all. I don't know if you do. You're stronger than me, dude. So I can't even. <laughs> yeah, looking at him in the clash lineup last he's a year. Younger guy too. He's 25, 26. Is he? Oh, I didn't know. I yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. Ryan, you can come on here and defend yourself yeah, if you want. Him and I have to take over here in five years once a. It's coming, Cammy man. Uh, I think Cammy's a ways out he's from quitting, man. Quit. He's coming in he's, healthy he's, at every yeah, show. He's, he's just so meticulous oh, about yeah, his training. You know what I mean? Scientist with it. And I, you know, we talk about Anthony a lot, and he gets a lot of praise. he deserves? He's a sa- he was a savage competitor. He's a great promoter. Yeah, um, he was reckless with his training for a long time, and his body is showing some of the things that he put it through. Um, and that's how a lot of the 105 guys are. Uh, that's why a lot of the older guys aren't really doing that well. Can be, and some of them were on point and just they just didn't hold up and they just can't be at this level anymore. That's fine. I understand. Um, it's a tough sport. Uh, Cammy's one of those guys that was just meticulous and everything has held together. He's been very fortunate with injuries and things like that. That he's just he's still here and he's getting stronger every goddamn yeah, show. I messaged him after he won America's Strongest Man. Congratulated him. I just told him I was like, dude. You're becoming impossible to beat. Like he took his weakest so, event, the deadlift, and surgical. won it. He is surgical. Like sorry, tied it with Frank. Yeah, yeah. I was I was blown away. Yeah, that was dope to watch. Yeah, it's knowing him, being able to do some interviews with him, and get like his insight on some of that stuff. It's nicest guy ever. Nicest, nicest guy, guy ever, ever, absolutely. But he's just his mind for this stuff is different. He's, he's built different internally for this as far as how he approaches He actually it. gave me a really good piece of advice and he's going along the lines of, you know, what we've always what we've all been saying is, you know, he's like, I just outlasted this, that, and the other. Exactly, yeah. And it was him, Tyler Young, and I standing outside uh, the hotel in Waco Saturday night. Um, and he was just like, you know, no one likes to talk about it because it's not sexy and it's recovery. It's like taking care of yourself. Yep. And he's like, I, that's, he's like, I pride myself on how serious I take that. And he's like, I think that's what mm-hmm. gives me a little bit of measure, and I don't doubt it, you know? He's been competing for 13 years. Or, I'm sorry, uh, not that long. Uh, eight years, nine years, something like that. 2013 was his first year. So, yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's lasted longer than a lot of folks do with a, an aggressive sport like this. And if you approach this sport reckless as fuck like a lot of us do, myself included, you're just not going to last. Only, it's not that he just blew everyone out of the water this year. It's like... He's consistently been in consistently the mix improved for the past too. Year, yeah, like years now. He and took second like, at Worlds in like seventeen. People never ever want to like 
understand what it took to get there. They yeah. just they see Nick on this on the podium at first, and they're like, "Oh, he's just mm-hmm. natural freak." It's like, no, for the past six years he's been grinding. Yeah, people just don't understand the patience. It takes. Well, that's something that I talked to him about too on the last pod I had with him was his first year in strongman. He pulled a seven fifteen deadlift, which is incredible for your first year in strongman for sure. But he PR'd a seven eighty five deadlift like a week and a half ago at ASM. So that means it took him eight years to get a what seventy pound increase. Yep. That's that's a long time, and nobody wants to hear that it takes that that grind. It's just like bodybuilding; it takes guys ten years to put on ten pounds of quality muscle. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to hear that stuff because, like you said, it's not sexy. The recovery aspect and the the grind and the slow progression that it really takes to be good. Because if if you're adding 50 pounds to all your lifts you're probably blasting a lot of shit and you're treating your body like shit because that nobody does that stuff unless you're a brand new fucking lifter so it's 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 something wild but uh yeah like i said that i mean that's that's all i got for you uh really looking forward to this weekend um and we can hopefully schedule something else as we get closer to nats or figure out what you which plan is going moving forward all right that sounds good man again i appreciate it thank you um yeah until next time all right guys thanks for listening um that was tyler pruitt like i said in the beginning um great guy super stoked he actually did show out uh here in denver um he added a rep to the deadlift and added a rep to the stone from last time and made him look a hell of a lot easier than he did uh the first go around in waco uh, unfortunately, it just wasn't quite enough. He made fourth place, missing the podium and his Clash Finals invite by just three points. So we'll see. Hopefully, he uh, pulls it around and decides to sign up for Clash in Jersey. But uh, he seemed a little unsure of what his actual plans were. So we'll uh, catch up with him later once he figures that out. All right. Thanks, guys.